I love Friday. Dueling genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we knew you'd come back one champagne celebration at a time. Champagne! I'm Doug. And I'm Jason. And Jeff is back with us all the way from Jane Silent Bob Minute. Welcome, Jeff. Oh, oh it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you oh, very much. Oh, hi-ho! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> it's a good one. Chris was not lying. Well, he thinks every impression is good because he can't do anything. <laughs> Uh, he he he, try, he started to break into a, a Hulk Hogan one on his week. He's you know all he did was drop a brother because he wants a Thunderlips minutes well, next you, season. You got to get him like when I when I have him for three straight episodes or so. By mm-hmm. the third episode, he's usually drunk. So then I can mm-hmm. get him to like then he'll start going to some pressings. I'll start getting all the WWF roster from the eighties. Oh yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Well, today we're knocking out minute 85, which begins with Adrian waking up and ends with Rocky saying he hasn't even seen her baby yet. Oh, God, how many days is this? Go see your f***ing <laughs> kid. Jesus Christ. The kid's like f***ing laying in those those clear things like, do I have parents? Does anybody care about me? Does anybody want to see me? Go see the goddamn kid. This is ridiculous now, man. Like, I, I this is absolutely absurd. It's not even in this. Yeah. This is absurd <laughs> that you haven't seen the kid yet. <laughs> So Jay's jumping right Like, together. if Adrian dies, it's just yeah. the two of you forever. Yeah. She's like, go see that little motherfucker. My question is, if Adrian stayed in the coma for eight months, right. is he going to not see this kid for eight months? Right. The kid's going to be in high school. Adrian wakes up. No one's seen the kid. The kid, like, go see the goddamn kid. Like, that's a fucking ridiculous that he hasn't seen the kid. And I have news for you. Like, I've had a kid. If you are at a hospital, they don't just keep the kid. Right. Like, they're not no, like, they're oh, not. yeah, your kid just stays down here forever. They're like, uh, no, we bring the kid to you. You need to start doing parent shit because mm-hmm. this is, you, you've you got like a, a one to two day learning course here and that's it. And then you're on your own. <laughs> so, that's amazing. And they yeah. say that like the, that when the when the baby's just born and they put it on the mother's skin, like that's the bonding moment. Like no one's bonded with this kid. He's laying. He's been laying there for <laughs> days. I know. My kid was in my hand in 10 seconds. Uh, Maybe and- that's why he grows up to hate his dad. <laughs> Like in Rocky Five, when when he's not paying attention to him and he's training um, Tommy, Tommy Morrison, Gunn. and uh, and the kids like trying to get his attention, and the and like Rocky's not paying attention, the kids like, man, this is just like my first couple days in the world. Yeah. You didn't give a shit about me. You didn't want to come see me. You didn't yeah. want to come talk to me. Nothing. Yeah. Maybe if I was in a coma, you'd know I was alive, Dad. <laughs> uh, so he when she starts rubbing his hand, mm-hmm. he looks at her hand for a full. Like ten seconds before he looks up at her face. Well, that's 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 this is movie coma. Wake up. This is how, how you wake up from a coma in a movie. This like, annoyed me. Like you, you move the hand and you're looking like in disbelief for a couple seconds. Then you have the slow pan up to the eyes, and then the eyes are still closed. So we gotta wait for them to open. Like it's, this is this is a textbook waking up from a movie coma. Like I'll give him the hand because I could see you're starting to move your hand first. It's the other half that I have a problem with, where someone just opens their eyes and they're like, "Hello, I'm here." Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how you wake up from a coma. <laughs> right. There's no uh, no disorientation. Right. No, like, where have he, I been? Yeah. That's What's more going you, on? You what happened from, to me? You can wake up from sedation that way. Like if you've had um, like a surgery and maybe you weren't put under. I mean, you can come out. Of, I've seen people come out of anesthesia like that. Some people come out of anesthesia and they're like, boom, they're up. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's nothing. Other people get it all groggy and throw up. I've woken up from a nap and not not known where I was. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> was <happening. laughs> I was in a, I guess I was probably 16 or 17. I woke up one time. I came home from school. I took a nap. I woke up and it was probably like six o'clock in the evening, but it was winter. So it was dark out. And I started getting dressed for school. <laughs> my sister came downstairs she's like what are you doing I'm like I'm getting dressed for school she's like it's 6 o'clock in the evening you moron <laughs> and that wasn't a uh, you know week long coma no that was not a week long coma that was an hour long nap <laughs> but I would think this only happens in movies because if, if if somebody I knew was in a coma and I was sitting there with them and they started moving their hand a little bit. Like the, I would look up to their face immediately. Like I'd be like, "Oh my god, yeah, are, yeah, you, yeah. are you awake? Like mm-hmm. you move your hand. Like what's going on? Like you something. Like this is just a movie coma wake up." And there's also no like, "Go get the doctor." <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we've we've also mentioned earlier too about how uh, you know there's no machines hooked up. She's not hooked up to a ventilator, uh, oxygen mask, a, a heart monitor, cannula, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. there's no way she doesn't have at least that the oxygen that goes under your nose because yeah. that's just giving you the pure oxygen. I could see. A ventilator is only if she can't breathe on her own, so she probably doesn't need a ventilator. But but if if you were in a like if you're in a coma, like I think your vital signs would be important, like blood pressure, your heart rate, your oxygen level, like your O2 level. Let me ask you a question. Like, have, you ever, you, have you ever been in a hospital where you're not hooked up to anything? No, no, <laughs> especially in a coma. At the very least, an IV. Right. The very least, something fluids for your body. If you're in a coma, if she's in a coma How for let's say a week, nutrition? she hasn't eaten yeah. in. in Days she hasn't drank anything in days. Like you need to stay hydrated and, and nourished. You have to give your body nourishment, which yeah. would be through an IV. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> I've had more work done on me when I went to get a flu shot. Right. <laughs> I feel like this is just how they. I mean, I hate you hate to use the. I mean, I know the other show uses this. The eighties. Hey, it's the seventies. But I feel like it's not even a seventies thing that happened. It's a seventies movie thing, yeah. where it's like, well, it's good enough. They're laying in in a hospital bed not even a hospital bed just a bed in a hospital because it's not a hospital bed probably it's probably just a regular bed you would a crucifix over it like where are they at St. <laughs> Maria's for lost souls or something come on now like if I saw a big crucifix when I walked into a hospital I'd be like get that the hell out of here well I struggled a little bit when when we were covering hospital minutes earlier and this isn't the Pennsylvania hospital right it, this has to be some like, obviously a Catholic hospital Catholic. like a St. Somethings how do you know it's Catholic this is like the biggest <laughs> crucifix ever. This is like the one. This is the one that Jesus was nailed to. Like whatever Pontius Pilate, whatever his name yeah. is, like delivered this to the hospital. I'm pretty sure I saw a guy walking down the hallway with that. I helped him. <laughs> well, you're the good Samaritan. Pontius, yeah. what's his name? Something Pilate, Pontius right? Pilate. Pontius, yeah. Pontius, Poncho, Pontius, Poncho. He wasn't Mexican. <laughs> ASA, I'm here to nail you to the cross. Oh, I walk you right into that one. <laughs> Am I going to have to cut out Jay's Mexican? <laughs> if insulted Mexicans and Catholics, Catholics. in one f- swoop. Well, listen, I, at least I didn't say what I was going to say about Catholics. I kept that on the cutting room floor. <laughs> say it. I'll cut it out. I promise. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I said this place couldn't be any more Catholic if there wasn't a stream of little boys heading through there. Ooh. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll snip that one. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm Catholic, so I'm allowed to get away with it, right? Nah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Isn't that the rule? Yeah, yeah. You can make fun of your own people, but not others. 2018, everybody. It's 2019, but nice try. Oh. <laughs> God damn. It is. I'm living in the past. It, it, but also, like, Rocky, Rocky's reaction, look, he obviously looks relieved, like, you know, like she's woken up. Like, he looks... 
he looks happy, 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 but I see more relief on his face. Like he says, thank God, thank God, like whatever. Yeah. But I don't know, like, what would your reaction be if your wife was in a coma for a week and she finally woke up? Would it, would you be so calm or would you like be, just be like, like his, or would you be like, oh my God, like, like you're, you're awake, like awesome. Like you've missed so much. Like, <laughs> I don't, like I would, I, I would ask her what's for dinner. <laughs> Why are you still in bed, lazy? <laughs> I'm just going to lay around all day. <laughs> but, but, that floor's not going to mop itself. <laughs> but it's just, I, I, I wonder, I, I wonder how, what a natural reaction of somebody waking up, of, of you, of, of you, when somebody you love is in a coma, you've been there for whatever period of time and they wake up, like, I would, I would, I don't hope I never know what that reaction is yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, if they wake up, then they're okay. <laughs> but like, it, it would be interesting to know how you would react in that moment. I, I think any reaction could be natural because it's such an unnatural situation. Mm. It's it's one of those like, if you gave CPR to somebody to like a loved one, not just random person, and you saved them and they came back, like, what's your reaction supposed to be? Like, I think anything. He could have done anything here. He could have cried. He could have got real happy. He could have ran and got the doc. Anything would have been natural. Because I don't think he knows what to do. Mm. Also, in his uh, his current status right here with his beard and his long hair, he looks like uh, he looks more like Rambo than Rocky. Mm. He's definitely <laughs> exuding some Rambo. Yeah. In the book, though, he was scared mm-hmm. in this part when when he felt her hand move again. Well, it was on her, his face, but he was scared it wasn't real. He said, "If this isn't real, I don't think I could stand it." Is that how he said it? Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I think I'm, I might. I might have to retire my Rocky impression. It is bad. It is bad. Like I, I you know, I know it's bad when I do it, but when I hear it after listening to you, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought she was gonna be okay. You know, like I was hoping, I hoping you would get up, and then you just kept laying there. I mean, like, who's gonna make my dinner tonight? Get up, get out of the bed. You know, <laughs> that's much better than mine. Jesus, what are you talking about? I'm on with Kunda all the time. How do you think I feel? <laughs> Well, does he do – he does a lot of Rocky on um... – No, he doesn't. I try to bait him into it all the time, but like I don't know. I feel like if he does it, I, I got to like pony up some money. <laughs> Pay him royalties. Yeah. I'm surprised you're still able to get him. Well, I mean occasionally. I can't even get the rest of us, let alone get him. I know, man. We had, a, we had Jeff Hewlett lined up, and he just didn't respond to my emails. I think he's in an undisclosed location somewhere. Um, he's off Just doing like seven or eight Star Trek podcasts. Yeah, yeah. See, he said, yes, what's the uh, Star Trek convention they have every year? The Las Vegas one? Yeah. Yeah, he goes out there with uh, with Craig, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he flies 2,500 miles and Craig drives 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said goes out there. Craig's already out there. We got the next day. Mm. Thank God. Sun is shining. Everybody's awake. Champagne's popping. Paulie's dressed to the nines. Yeah. yeah, the six dollar bottle of champagne. Yes, what, only what the best. Eat? Corbell's Corbell. Is it Corbell? I don't know. I'm just the only champagne I know. Brute, <laughs> Moet. I think Moet is a little classier. Oh, that's the fancy stuff. Moet. Moet. What are you French? <laughs> I was say, I'm, I'm not sure it's not Moet. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of them croissants, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I hate saying things with accents. Mm. Uh, I don't hate when people say something with accents. I hate when people lean on it too much, or when people around here use accents that aren't real. <laughs> um, I find this. This is here. I'm gonna I'm gonna smash some of my neighbors here. Um, this is a, a particularly Italian phenomenon. Well, though they will put 
emphasis is on words that uh, aren't real. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me the gabagool. Give me the yeah. mozzarella. That, that's mm-hmm. not the real accent. Like, <laughs> I've been to Italy. That's not how they say it. Yeah. But they'll say everything in, like, perfect, you know, American, and then they'll they'll drop. Yeah. Like, right. You know. Well, they, I mean, they do that. You ever hey, seen can it? you uh, pass over the mozzarella? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, don't lean on it so much. You get it the other way, too. Like, uh, you'll see, like, a sportscast. They'll be like, yes, uh, and then the team was traveling down to Mexico. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> just say it in our terrible American accents. Just own what you are. Right. <laughs> you like to just butcher other people's culture. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. We're a melting pot, you know? Yeah. Come over tomorrow night for some uh, Manigot. <laughs> Manigot. It's Manicotti. Yeah. Give me the Manicotti, the mozzarella. Yeah. Or I invite all my Italian friends over and we have a big thing of spaghetti and then I just cut it in front of them. <laughs> oh. just watch them die inside. <laughs> oh, dude, one of my friends does that with nachos. <laughs> he gets no. he gets to fuck you go out and he'd be like, oh, let's get nachos and you get a a big plate of nachos and he just gets a knife and just like crunch crunch cuts them up and I stop getting nachos they're already bite sized oh my god and then you got crumbs of tortilla you can't cut tortilla <laughs> chips he listens he's been listening I hope he listens to this one you, you know who you are you fucking nacho you know cutting you freak <laughs> right down the middle like crunch 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 and I'm like what are you cutting them for they're bite sized tortilla <laughs> chips he's making portions Ugh. Four portions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you brought me today. <laughs> Your psychosis is worth three portions. <laughs> it's a little on-car plot. <laughs> Jay's looking at me like, I don't know we're crazy. Oh, well, you don't know who on-car plot is? What's your problem? Who is it? <laughs> it's from Star Wars. The Force Awakens. Oh. One quarter portion. No? I remember that, but I don't know the guy's name because I'm a normal <laughs> human. Jesus. Well, you've met your nerd match today, yeah. buddy. Ugh. Listen to Star Wars Minute. It's <laughs> right. all about so, car plot. <laughs> um, before we uh, mm-hmm. – so go go to the beginning of the – go to just the – if you just go on the minute. Yeah. So the, the the first scene of the minute and you put it up there, This this thing I'm looking at here. Oh, okay. Look at Rocky's hand. It looks like a woman's hand. Yeah, it looks like his... like fingernails that like have been manicured and mm-hmm. like it's a very feminine look. That there's no way that's a man's hand. It's also no way it's a boxer's hand. That's that was what I was gonna say. He's not. Uh, that's not a fighter's hand. No, it's not a man's hand. And this is coming from a guy who has very unmanly hands. I have these small, dainty hands, and I'm looking at these hands like look, look, look at this hand. Yeah, he's got like that clear coat on. Yeah, it looks like the clear coat and nail polish. I bet you uh, 1975 Sylvester Stallone's hands didn't look like that. <laughs> you think he's, he's starting to hit his stride of uh, 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 vanity? Uh, yes, and he, he's hitting it now, but he'll really hit it by your next movie. <laughs> oh, my God. So Adrian asked about the baby, Does and she? she's like, oh, you haven't seen it. <laughs> he's baby? like, I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, no, she says like... What? I don't so, like. You so you haven't seen a baby yet, or something? Right? Yeah, right. something like that. I already, I already went into my haven't seen the baby tirade, so I'm, oh, d- I'm uh, done. That's all right because I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down on it. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Let's pretend like, just now. Imagine this situation is you and your wife wakes up and says, "Ask the baby," and you say, "I haven't seen the baby." Well, how long's it been? Seven days. 
What's she her reaction to that? Flip out. Oh, right. my God. You haven't seen our baby for seven days? Are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's pretty much. I I don't know. I, like I said, I already, I already expressed my opinion on this, but I don't know how. There's so I've, I can't even believe that he didn't go see the baby. Like that's yeah. that's like your wife is in a coma. You don't know if she's going to live or not. Th- this is like the product of you and her together. Like this is you know you go see the baby. Mm-hmm. And like, I think- I, under- I understand splitting the time between it. Like mm-hmm. you're there and you're here. But like if nothing else, uh, I'm going to say that legally, uh, that's your responsibility. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like if Adrian dies, what was he just leave the hospital, leave the baby, just why? Well, well, he has to see him together. So if there's no together, then there's no baby. I don't, I don't get it, man. It just, I don't understand why he didn't go see the baby. Like that's not even. I, I some people will be like, oh, that's a rocky thing, like an endearing, like oh, you know, they want to see it together. That's not. That's a bad parenting thing. Like no, that's 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 a problem. Like he needs to see. He needs to see counseling. Obviously, he's got something deep down in his brain where like I can't see the kid without Adrian. What if she never wakes up? Yeah. Then what? I mean, nobody ever wants to think of that, but Jesus Christ, that could happen. Like, if you're a parent, there's only two of you, and there's one kid. If something happens to one of you, yeah, the other one's on the hook. You don't get to tap out because <laughs> you lost the other parent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a lifelong commitment, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, there, there's no circumstance. I, I mean, back then it was like you, you only saw the baby. I mean, I don't know how true this is, but you saw the baby through the glass when they're in the nursery in that little mm-hmm. bassinet thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, they first of all, they, they give you the baby to hold yeah. immediately yeah. before they take it away to do the tests and everything on it. I feel like uh, it, we're like 10 years away from the, the dads having to deliver the babies. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, how close do I need to be? I'm, I'm good right here, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah My wife asked me, how's everything look? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, can I, do, you, do I want to see it? <laughs> no, you don't want to see it. <laughs> you watched, huh? I watched. Uh, Did you? Yeah. yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, I watched the C-section. Oh boy, that! <laughs> listen, no, I watched. I watched the whole thing. Uh, listen, I got. I don't horrifying. Worry, I, gotta, I gotta. Yeah, it's. It, yeah, it's, it's. not good. It's, <laughs> You've seen more of your wife than she's even seen of herself. Yeah, you're like just stay where you are. Just have the memories of how things used to be. Mm-hmm. And, I, and and watching by me watching the whole thing, I I saw the baby before she did. Mm. Yeah, haha, mm. beat you. Right? We didn't <laughs> I, see it I together. <laughs> I stayed securely up by my wife's head and held her hand the whole time and coached her on. I remember standing there, yeah, being up on my wife and then bringing a stool over. I'm like, what's that for? They're like, well, that's in case you're going to pass out. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get that away from really? me. Really? Yeah. They were like, a lot of dads pass out. I'm like, well, then you got a lot of pansies in here. I don't want to tell you. Like, listen, I can't, I can't imagine having to talk to my wife after I passed out. And she's having, she's giving birth. Mm-hmm. And, well, she's conscious, so I better be too. <laughs> well, some people, do, I mean, people pass out getting tattooed or. I, listen, I've watched people pass out getting, yeah, getting flu shots. Yeah. I had to hold the guy down so he could get a flu shot one time. Jesus. A grown man. <laughs> like, come on, man. My 10-year-old can get a flu shot. So people just can't take it. Ooh, I don't like needles. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a quick in and out thing, especially I shots. I can see, like, a shot, I have, there's no excuse not to get a shot. Like, okay, maybe getting blood drawn because that hurts. Like, I can see not liking that. But they're like, I don't like to see the blood. Then look the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, don't, you don't tell you. Nobody says you have to watch it. Yeah. You get, you get callous to see in hideous shit after a while yeah yeah I, don't, I, don't. I mean everybody's got their thing because like i knew people like uh like my mom worked in the emergency room in camden so mm-hmm. needless to say she saw some bad stuff but for whatever reason she couldn't handle bones like if somebody had to get like their shoulder relocated or something yeah she'd be like i'm out meanwhile people would just come in shot up every night be like oh look at this guy oh, i better yeah. plug some of these guys holes <laughs> he's, he's all screwed up 
Yeah, so one aversion is like it seems minor compared to the other one. Yeah, I saw a guy get brought into the emergency room in Camden one time with a butcher knife in his chest. Mm. <laughs> Down to the hilt. Really? Apparently he had a little disagreement with the old wife. Oh, yeah? She <laughs> Didn't go his way. <laughs> Fun fact, he lived. Jesus. The knife was against his heart. You could see it moving. <gasps> oh, yeah. Good. good times. Did you you worked in the ER? No, I was just picking my mom up from work. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Her car broke down, so I had to go pick her up. <laughs> I just see this guy get wheeled in, and they stopped him there for like just like five seconds while they like you open the doors or whatever. And I could see it just moving a little bit. I'm like, "All right, well, I know what I'll be dreaming about tonight." <laughs> <laughs> How old were you? I guess you were driving. Uh, age. Seventeen. Jesus. Yeah, that's not something you see every day. Yeah. The regular well, I mean, show. In that in in Camden, you might. <laughs> yeah. Well, they see that every day. Yeah. That, that's got to be a busy hospital. Maybe maybe that's why in uh in her hospital room there's mm-hmm. no stuff in there. They're like she's just asleep. Like for God's sake, she's fine. <laughs> she's she's not in a coma. She's just lazy. <laughs> she's just, she's trying to lay there long enough for Rocky to leave. She's like maybe if I lay here long enough, he'll actually go see our kid. <laughs> um, I like uh, also with Paulie in the uh, in the hospital room. He's mm-hmm. well, he's first of all he's got the champagne and he's got a pocket full of cigars. You know the old days when they used to hand out cigars. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't. But yeah, I remember. I <laughs> I've seen TV shows from. Yeah, I was gonna say, I can only assume that everybody did that from every TV show and movie I watched for forty years. <laughs> yeah, right. The mom's in the delivery room. The dad's handing out cigars in the waiting room to all the yeah. other expectant fathers. Or if you go back even further, the dad's at the bar waiting for the phone call to let him know that his kids won. <laughs> That's like the fifties. Yeah, long time. I see that uh, Mickey doesn't take a drink. You think uh, Mickey's got an alcohol problem? I think he did have to take a drink, though. He just didn't want any more, right? Oh, I thought his thing he was He has empty. a cup in his hand. Yeah, but I think it's empty. Yeah, but Paul, yeah, but maybe he drank it, and then he didn't want any more? I, I, like, my, I like my canon better, right. where he's an alcoholic. <laughs> okay. Like recovering? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Where he's like, I can't drink dipshit. I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> Fall off the wagon. Let's see. Does yeah. he drink? I don't know no, he, he pulls when Paulie goes to... Pour oh, him. He, he pulls, pulls the away. cup away, but he, oh, that could be a second head. serving because Paulie's giving out seconds. And yes, yeah, yeah. I assume that all the firsts were drank by Paulie, though. Yeah, right. He's just hitting it right from the bottle. I like the uh, the, the little blue boxing gloves around Paulie's neck. Mm-hmm. Paul, he's Paulie's happy. Yeah, because he doesn't have to live with the blame for the rest of his life. If she yeah, dies. he's like, oh, thank God, it's not my fault. <laughs> I go back to treating her like shit, guilt free. Well, it's like if you mess up and do something and then like you get away with it or the whatever it is recovers or is not a big deal, you're like, oh, thank God. Like, right. Yeah. You feel the blood flowing through your hands and feet again. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm safe. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings us to the end of the week. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Real barn burner of minutes you gave me here. So, you know, I mean, you know, you know, last last movie I had the fight, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was this my punishment for getting the fight last time? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, your computer punished you far yes. more than we could ever. That's all right. My computer has been put in its place since Ooh, then. Oh, good. <laughs> Garbage? Well, no, no. Too. I kept it around so in case I need something to yell at or throw something at. <laughs> Is it still in one piece? Uh, yeah, it just sits there. I, I don't actually hit it because I still live in a world where I think I'm going to be able to fix it somehow. Mm-hmm. Now, I have no ability to do that, so I don't know why I would think that. But I bet if you look around my house, you could probably find my last three computers still laying around somewhere. Yeah, I know. 
I, I actually keep my last computer like, like available on the table over there just in case I need it, and I've ne- I haven't used it in ten years. <laughs> just in case you want to revisit your old ten year old pornography. Well, just, <laughs> actually, <laughs> there is some of that on there. Like all my files, like I've taken off of there and put on like an external hard drive. So there's really no earthly reason I need that computer anymore. Yeah, well, there's no reason I need that Atari in my garage either, but I still got it. Yeah. We, we, we struggle with letting things go, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the only thing I need to do is I just need to keep less stuff than my wife has. That way I can still say that I still have less than you. Uh, I may have 12 containers in the garage, but you have 14, so I'm still good. <laughs> I have a goddamn two-car garage that I can barely move around in because it's I have a two-car garage that can fit zero cars because it's just filled with garbage. I know, man. It's <laughs> aggravating. I'm usually pretty good at getting rid of stuff. You are? Yeah. Three or four years ago, I was out there, and I was trying to reach something, and I'm, I'm leaning on all this crap, and I didn't know underneath of it was a glass table, mm. and I went right through it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get up. My hands all cut to pieces. I'm like, oh, great. Where was that? In the garage? Yeah. There was a like glass table, but it had all this crap on top of it. Yeah. So I'm leaning on it, thinking it's something that's going to support my weight. Oh, it did support like you know the first 100 pounds or so. <laughs> Guess what? It didn't support the second 100 pounds right through it. I was going out that night. It just it cut me like so deep. Blood just pouring out of my hand. I'm like, oh, I don't need this. Jesus. So did I go out? Of course I did. I just put on, you know, some. I put some band aids and duct tape on it. I'm yeah. Fine. You wrap it up. Good It'll stop bleeding eventually, right? <laughs> but uh, my question is: Is all the glass cleaned up? Oh yes. Uh well, you know, I'm sure I still step on it occasionally. While yeah. I'm out there. I was gonna say, like, when you break glass, you'd never get every little no. piece of glass. You'll go out there eight years from now and step on something. And be like, what? Where is there glass out here? I haven't <laughs> yeah. broken anything out here in a decade. <laughs> it, it's no different than where you'll find stuff from your Christmas tree in August. Mm-hmm. Like, where are these needles coming from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're freaking everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. There's some on the table here, or is that from your flowers? That's a from Lindsay's flowers. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I work four nights a week and I podcast one of my nights off. So flowers. <laughs> if I got to get flowers every now and then to keep her happy. Would you get those for any special occasion or just? No, just I was at Costco. <laughs> See, like you got to be careful of that. I feel like if I just show up with flowers unannounced, questions start getting asked. <laughs> Would you, you do? do? <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to find? <laughs> yep. Is, am I going to go out and there's a dent in my car? <laughs> is somebody going to show up with a kid and have a... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I don't think flowers is quite yeah, enough. I don't, I don't think flowers are getting the job done there. <laughs> Any last uh, words about Rocky? Rocky 2? Slide oh, is, Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I did make a ranking of all the Rocky movies at some point. I think Rocky 2 fell right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I had it... Uh, Below one, below Balboa, but above three and four. I think it's a better movie than both of those. Although, if you were like, hey, I'm just going to watch any Rocky movie, it's hard-pressed not to just watch four because it's like 90 minutes, you're in and out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like – it's mostly like it's like, a, it's like a movie – it's like a music video most of the way through. Yeah. Yeah, it's wall-to-wall <laughs> like action. You know, right. There's no real down, no. down areas. When we do yeah, Rocky I, four, I, there's real no – no dull minutes to go. You get anything in that. And you're- that used to be on Slycast. One of our major fights is Rocky Three and Rocky Four, because of because Mike. because well, this is even before he was on there. It was a uh, Craig and uh, Jeff Hewlett love Rocky Three, and I love Rocky Four, hmm. and we would battle it out all the time. And I told them it's got to be our ages. I'm just like five years younger than both of them, so I Rocky Four just hit the sweet spot, the perfect mm-hmm. age to see Rocky Four. 
Where yeah. Rocky Three, I saw it, and I'm like, eh, whatever. It's like Rocky Four, except not as good. I, I we both agree with you that Rocky Four is by far better than Rocky Three, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, Rocky Four's got. I mean, I, I this is my theory on the Rocky universe is this: Rocky One and Rocky Two exist in the real world. Like, there's real stakes. Everything's. I mean, Rocky Two is a little, and the stakes change a little bit, but it's normal. Rocky Three and Rocky Four exist on another plane of existence. Mm-hmm. Where it's like cartoon world, where like every punch is like a freight train, and like there's crazy comic book villains all over the place, like Mr. T and Hulk Hogan and you know Dolph Lundgren. And then Rocky Five, they tried to go back to the real world, but they messed it up, mm-hmm. and that's a bad movie. And then Rocky Balboa, it's back to the real world, and it's been the real world since then. But those other two movies just exist on like another, like those are like from the Marvel Cinematic Universe or something. Like they're in a different yeah. place. As long as you accept them for that then you can watch those movies. The people that don't like three and four don't like them because they're not one and two. They're not they're purists. Yeah, like, oh, I need my movie to be real and down to earth. Well, you know, there can be other types of movies, right? You can you can like Halloween and Halloween three, like even though they're totally different. That is possible. Yeah. I, I think Rocky Three was my first Rocky movie that I've seen. It's so difficult to know though, because every movie starts with the end of the other movie. Yeah. So you're like, which one did I see? I think I saw Rocky Two first. But it has the Rocky one fight at the beginning of it. Right. So the, technically, did you see Rocky one first? In my mind, Rocky two immediately goes into the Breakfast Club because that's how we had it on VHS. <laughs> we had taped wherever my parents had stolen it from. That's the order it went in. So at the end of Rocky two, where they hug and you see like, you know, he hugs Mick. And then it, it goes to like the still frame. It used to cut immediately to Shermer High School, Shermer, Illinois. Because, <laughs> you know, your cuts were never right. They were always like, you know, it was... Uh, two minutes after a movie started. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, never, you never got the beginning quite. And they, I don't know if they did it back then, but did they shrink the, the ending credits so they can show the beginning of the next movie? No, no, because this was, my parents were 100% stealing these from the video store. Mm-hmm. Oh, the video store. I thought they, I were, thought do, they were doing the old VHS, uh, you know, put the tape over it mm-hmm. so you could tape over it type thing. You play yeah. one, record the other. Uh, one of the first things my parents bought after their first VCR was their second one. Yeah, yeah. To immediately start robbing the local video store. <laughs> yeah, my dad used to do that too. Mm-hmm. Are we? Uh, is the uh, statute of limitations up on that? <laughs> Can we talk about you mean our for, parents? Mean for a completely dead industry? Yeah, I yeah, would say so. Who's coming after you? <laughs> not me. Who's it was my dad. You? I swear it was my dad, not me. Who's coming after you? Big VHS, Mr. Palmer. <laughs> Palmer. That was our local one, Palmer Video. Yeah, that's ours. Was Frank? So we had Frank. <laughs> Pretty sure he's not coming after me no more. That's great. What was the one in uh, Avenel? That was like the one of the. F- that was the first one we ever went to. Palmer and Premier were in Carteret, but there was one in Avenel. I don't know that, that we always went to, we, and we, we supported local businesses. Jay. And all the all the stuff was behind glass, so you had to like get the attendant who had to come and open up the cabinet and get you out the, oh, the, the movie gosh, you wanted. This was like the first one. This was like this was, this was a long time ago. Yeah, my very first one was called Video Monster. I mean, I can remember what that place exactly looked like when I went into it. Because when the first one opens up, you're like, this place is amazing. It was on that, that road that goes to St. George's Avenue. Look is it like uh, Randall walking into the big video store? That's pretty much what it was. And they had all like, you would rent movies based just solely on what the cover art looked like. Yeah. Be like, oh, that looks awesome. And then you only realize later like, oh, that's a painting. And that's nothing that even happens in the movie <laughs> yeah. on that cover. <laughs> I love old uh, VHS covers. The, the problem with Premiere Video and Palmer Video 
was you had to like you went to the shelves, you picked up a box, you went to the thing, and then you found out if they had it in or not. They had to look for it in the in the uh, row of videos. Mm-hmm. So you would like find a movie you wanted to watch. You'd get the box. You'd go to the counter, give it to the guy. He would look. You're like, oh, we don't, we don't have that one. Like where Blockbuster changed that because it was right. Yeah, what they had yeah, was yeah. right there. And the one I'm talking about with the glass was everything was behind glass, so they had to come open it up. So you saw if it was available there. And also the, this the one that I'm talking about in Avenel. Um, with the behind the glass was so old that they had the VHS and the Betamax next to it. Oh, so you had to get oh. the right one. <laughs> you could rent Betamax? Back in, yeah, when they first opened. I got to look up. Do you remember at um, Premier and Palmer, they had like those brown cases. hard, hard yeah. plastic that's cases? Ours, that's how Video Monster was, just the yeah. brown hard cases. <laughs> but Premier and Palmer, used to bring it up to them. They had a number on them, then they would go find the number in their little library behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And there was so many times you, they didn't have it. And you're like, what the? They had like a yeah, they, at ours, they finally figured out they would put like a little plastic sleeve on the front. Yeah, and they would put like a little index card in there, and if the index card was in there, then the then they had it. Oh, okay. So when somebody checked it out, they put the card in the spot. It was like renting a library book. Yes. <laughs> yes. We are. Exactly. Oh, we thought video stores were old. Now we're gonna talk about libraries. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've devolved into yeah. madness here. Let's so. talk about the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Kids don't know about that these days. <laughs> God, we sound old. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, why don't you uh, take us out this week, Jeff, and tell us what else you're working on? Uh, well, why don't you go over to find us on Facebook at the Jay and Silent Bob Quicker Stop. Go in there and tell me how crappy you think we are and <laughs> everything I messed up this week and how ev- all my views on society and pop culture are wrong, because apparently that's what that is for. <laughs> <laughs> There's no shortage of, t- of people telling you where you're wrong. That's okay, because I like when people tell me you're wrong, because then I can get online and attack them, <laughs> which is... <laughs> One of my favorite things to do. Uh, yeah, we're at a, we're on Dueling Genre, Jane's on at Bob Minute. We're on our second movie for them. Uh, we're almost through, blissfully almost through, Mall Rats, <laughs> which I made a real mistake and did the uncut version of. Yep. <laughs> I will not make that mistake again. I will be doing theatrical versions from now on. <laughs> uh, we also did Clerks, and you can also check us out on the Burbs Minute with my co-host, Chris Derkoch, who cries if I don't mention him. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sure he'll appreciate this shout out. Uh, well, we the week that you were supposed to be on with us, and he was on. We we mentioned you a whole lot. Oh yeah, mostly going. I wish he was here because he would have known this. Yeah, and I would have known it. You <laughs> dumbasses don't know what difference between omnipotent and omniscient. Still not. A narrator is not omnipotent. Q from Star Trek is omnipotent. He's a god. Mm-hmm. An omniscient narrator is a narrator who knows all the information. It's like most books are written that way, where the person writing knows everything. They know how every single character is feeling. If it's written in first person, like the parts written by Rocky, it's he only knows what he knows. The Rocky book is written in both. It's written in first person and omniscient. When it's not Rocky, it's the other way. That's why the parts with Apollo, they know what's going on because the narrator knows everything. And it's not written in Rocky's language. No, only the parts with Rocky are written that way. It's an odd way to write a book, I grant you. you normally, you don't switch your voice that way. That's It's called writing in a voice. You don't switch your voice like that. Most books don't do it. If it's written in first person, it's written in first person normally the whole way through. But they probably were like, well, we want to write some stuff like Rocky, but it's going to be a really short book if we don't have what's going on in the rest of the movie. That's right. <laughs> See that, Jay? You've been questioning. Otherwise, you're going to chapter, have chapters like, oh, I wonder what Apollo's up to right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's been killing me for 85 minutes over this, so thank you for uh, no, that No, he cleared it up. I get it now. It's still stupid, but... It is stupid. <laughs> I, I, listen, 
if you're going to write a book that way, you better be a damn good author to be able to get away with it. Now, I've not read the book, so I can't well, tell you whether it's good or not, but it's not. Eh, I'm just telling not. you, most things, when they're written in that direction, usually when it goes from movie to book, it's usually not that great. No, <laughs> it's really not. I, I actually hate it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's You hate the book, book or you hate you hate Doug reading it? I hate the book. <laughs> a little both. <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> I, um, Jay, you know, I'm not necessarily enjoying There's it, certain- but- I'm doing a service to the fans. No, no, it's it's it, it gives us some insight to what Rocky thought Rocky was thinking after the movie was already out and stupidly. I, I, just, I don't like it. Also, Jeff, can you say it, it was written before the movie was released? Well, they do that a lot where they'll, they'll work off like the first script. Yeah. But then the problem is if you write a book straight off a script, you know, say the script's like 100 pages. Well, 100 pages of script is not going to translate into like a 300-page book. You have to pad that shit out. Right. (laughs) And they flesh it out a lot. Yeah, so you got to like flesh out characters who may not have as much to do. So like in this scene where like Paulie walks in the hallway for five seconds, like if I was writing it, I could turn that into two pages. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paulie's inner monologue. He's doing this and that. He's looking at the statues of Christ going – I like that statue better than this one. I wish I wish the statue of Buddy Christ was in here. But. Buddy Christ. <laughs> when, when are you doing Dogma? Uh, we still got Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy, then Dogma. Okay. All right. Well, uh, with these fellows, we're on Dueling Genre also. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're Rocky Minute. Our listeners group is Mighty Mix. Uh, movies by Minutes, that's a thing that houses all of the shows that are covered this way. This way and some other ways, but they're all covered. Under the Movies by Minutes umbrella. Uh, let's see. You want to support Dueling Genre? There's a Patreon. You could uh, go to the DuelingGenre.com and click support. Uh, we have a T public site. Jay and Silent Bob have a T public site. Dueling Genre has a T public site. So go support all our stuff. Buy our shirts. We get like a dollar and a half out of each sale. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep the lights on somehow. And uh, have a great weekend. And we'll see you on a new Rocky Minute. What are we waiting for? Take this. Hello. Hello.